0: Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle.
1: Why it matters on Money FM
2: 89.3.
0: Money FM 89.3, good morning. It's the breakfast huddle. Bharati Jagdesh, finance presenter Ryan Huang and Adrian Abraham sitting in for Elliot Danker. You might be wondering. Where he is right now. Well, he's celebrating his wedding anniversary. So, congratulations, Mr. Danker. Now, coming up on why it matters, if there's one thing we learned, It's the fact that the use of technology has intensified during the last few years, especially in 2020, where most of our lives have been swept online. According to some estimates, the internet has reached 59% of the world's population. This also means that various brands and businesses have switched to social media to keep up with the change. Nonetheless, this has definitely
2: affected the way PR professionals are able to measure returns on their PR campaigns. Long gone are the days where newspaper and press clippings were the way to scour the media for mentions of your business. This is an environment where online activity is rapidly growing. So how do PR professionals effectively keep track of these efforts and how can they take advantage of media intelligence to do so? If you own a business, you should be holding your PR teams accountable. We're joined today by Andrew Nichols, Managing Director and Co-Founder of Karma Asia. Good morning, Andrew.
1: Good morning, Barthi, and Good morning, Adrian.
2: With advertising budgets being cut once the pandemic set in and with continuing uncertainty, budgets are under scrutiny. This means we are increasingly relying on earned media to get messages to audiences. But before we get to the type of intelligence required to drive success, I think it would be logical, Andrew, to establish what success actually looks like and work backwards from there. I understand that the majority of companies in Asia hold their PR teams accountable based on AVEs, advertising value equivalents. This is actually a metric that is rather flawed and in steep decline around the world. So if not AVEs, then what? How should companies be measuring PR success?
1: Well, that's yeah, that's absolutely correct. Look, there are a whole range of desirable outcomes that can be driven by, by PR. We've seen recently how PR and comms has played a huge role during COVID-19 and, and the vaccine rollout. But to demonstrate impact Clearly, we have to move beyond counting clips and looking at AVEs. Measurement supports strategic planning. It helps you do course correction once you've embarked on your plan. And ultimately, it helps you evaluate against objectives. So... You know, proper planning, measurement, and evaluation shows your your stakeholders, your CEO, that you're an asset and that you're focused on on the right things.
0: Yeah, Andrew, just quickly, components of media intelligence. Now, I'm kind of quite intrigued. You know, what are some of the components that fall under this category, and how can these components within media intelligence do for a business or brands?
1: Sure. Well, I hope you would both agree that the media is an incredibly rich source of information. Media intelligence basically involves gathering data from, from websites, newspapers, TV and radio, and also social media, and distilling insight from it. For example, you know, what themes are contributing the most to corporate reputation? How do perceptions of trust vary across competitors or business lines? Which influences drive the most customer action? So there's a whole range of different uses for for media intelligence. Ultimately, uh, it's about monitoring, measuring and evaluating communications, understanding the media landscape and public opinion. And that allows organizations to make better strategic decisions about their communications and business.
2: So it's a lot more granular data that people should be looking at. I understand that according to an infographic by Domo, the internet has reached 59% of the world's population. Tell us how this might have affected the way PR professionals measure those returns on their PR campaigns with the components that you just talked about.
1: Sure. Well, generally speaking, the internet provides opportunities to communicate directly with customers and potential customers it's also a great distribution channel for services and it's a, it's a way of facilitating payments. So I think in Singapore, we're all used to doing things like online banking or grocery shopping or even booking restaurants online. And, you know, in Southeast Asia, the online population is now somewhere around 400 million people. So that's about 60% or more than 60% of the of the audience in, in this region. And there was a report by Google, Temasek and, and Bain earlier this year that said about 40 million people had come online for the first time in Malaysia, Philippines, Indonesia, Thailand and Vietnam. So 10% of that population came online in 2020, which is uh, clearly aligns with that trend you mentioned at the top of the show, which the pandemic has accelerated. So PR professionals at the end of the day are trying to influence behavior, understand how their brand is perceived and, and understand how to either uh, maintain an existing perception about it or shift to a new behavior and so you know the online world provides many different opportunities to gather data on your audience and also to communicate with them but uh, there's no one stop solution as you mentioned uh, AVE is a kind of a failed metric because it's tried to find one value for PR across all organizations and the reality is that some people are trying to encourage a healthy lifestyle some organizations are trying to sell luxury cars. Other PR professionals might simply just trying to be trying to drive footfall in a uh, retail outlet. So for all these different outcomes, there needs to be different measurement methodologies that are appropriate for those objectives.
2: Right. It's going to be based on specific communication objectives. Exactly. Media intelligence, the scene has changed over the years, hasn't it? The methods of gathering this data and processing it and then interpreting it, of course, requires the human element. But let's talk about the tech first. I understand that AI is increasingly being used in media intelligence as well. Tell us more about that and how else this process has transformed.
1: That's absolutely correct. I think there's been a broad trend over the last few years, which has certainly accelerated through COVID towards digitization and and data-driven decision-making. Finance teams using things like Xero, sales and marketing teams using something like HubSpot, for example. Now, in PR, there's also been a huge amount of software as a uh, service solutions hitting the market. And I'm extremely excited about what artificial intelligence can do particularly with things like natural language processing and and understanding sentiment. Understandably, most PR professionals are are not computer science graduates, and some of these software-as-a-service companies make pretty bold claims about what their technology can do. So, you know, the reality is you you need both technology to do the heavy lifting and then human analysis, critical thinking, contextual understanding and organizational awareness to, to get to the insight. So I think what AI helps you do is deal with the vast amount of information that is online and get to the stuff that could be relevant to you very, very quickly. But then, of course, you still need to make a decision yourself on on how you how you act and what that means for your organization.
2: We also have to acknowledge, Andrew, that AI isn't perfect. Technology isn't perfect. There are limitations. For example, recently we saw Facebook users who watched a newspaper video featuring black men were asked if they wanted to keep seeing videos about primates by an artificial intelligence recommendation system. So clearly there was a mistake there. You've got to be teaching the machines to do it right and then uh, process it with, as you said, human analysis. So tell us how you would advise PR professionals and businesses in general to deal with those limitations.
1: Well, I think the key thing is that you know, buying a, a tool is not going to solve all of your measurement challenges. You know, it, it will help you get to the data that matters very, very quickly. I mean, for example, in a potential crisis situation, it's very, very difficult to prevent the initial publishing or combat the initial spread of a, of a negative story, whether that story be true or not. But clearly, capturing and evaluating its impact at speed is key. So that's where at Karma, we would use technology to give organizations the earliest possible warning. So technology gets you sort of part way down the road. But ultimately, it's you know critical thinking, contextual understanding that's going to help you evaluate whether or not that's something you need to be concerned about, or how you might want to act upon it. And if a crisis is brewing, you clearly need to know the full extent of the situation. It may not be as bad as you think. In most cases, the, the reputational impact of, a, of an individual social media post is, is negligible. But but this is where human judgment is key. So the credibility of the author, the, the number and the type of followers they have. The, the volume of engagement and the nature of those comments should all be considered along with the content and the sentiment of the post itself.
0: Andrew, you know, let's talk about some tips on selecting the right media monitoring tools. Now, you know, tell us a little bit more about this.
1: Sure. Well, one of the the primary applications of of media intelligence is it helps you monitor and and manage your reputation. Uh, Jeff Bezos has, has described reputation as being... What people say about you when you're not in the room now in the case of an enterprise like amazon the the room is is the media and social media and being able to effectively monitor your brand and benchmark against other organizations that's a game changer for managing reputation in a world where you know communications is is a global landscape so you know building awareness managing reputation that's a key focus for, for pr teams Reputation plays an important role in attracting employees, investors, opportunities for business partnerships, and companies with strong reputations attract customers and can charge higher prices for their products, because we're far more likely to, to buy products from organizations we've heard of and more likely to pay higher prices for, for brands we, we trust to deliver on their promises. Uh, conversely, we assume that unknown brands have less to lose by producing a subpar product, and we expect them to be priced lower than established brands. Consumers buy things without perfect information all the time. You know, for example, if you're buying a television, most people that buy a TV, they lack the electrical engineering knowledge to make truly objective judgment about one TV over another. So how do you mitigate that? You know, you read reviews, you you talk to your friends, and you look for brands that you know and trust. So reputation is, uh, is a vital factor. The challenge that communications teams face in today's world is that the pace and the vast size of the media landscape, it becomes very difficult to, certainly from a manual perspective, try to sort of keep track of all the different places online that your reputation could be potentially tested. So using technology is really a way of, of doing the heavy lifting on that process. It's speeding up the information gathering, where your brand is being talked about, sorting that data into something that is structured so that you can then do the human analysis on top of it. So Karma, we believe it's that kind of combination of smart technology and smart people that provides the strongest solutions.
2: Let's talk about the future. We've seen rapid changes in the last one and a half years as to how PR professionals have had to process and also to earn coverage for the various organisations that they represent. What do you expect to happen in the next two years or two to five years?
1: (laughs) I wish I I wish I had a crystal ball, but I, I think if you just look at the rate of change that's happening in the media landscape all the time, there seems to be a new app or a new social platform that's the kind of platform du jour, and I think that's probably going to continue. People are going to continue to move from, from one social platform to, to another, and the, the way that you engage with these platforms will probably evolve. But I think fundamentally, what drives human behavior hasn't changed very much at all in, since the start of civilization, really. And the PR person's job is not to get distracted by what the latest platform is, but to get the right messages to the right people at the right time. So obviously, having technology is an advantage, being able to get the cut through you need, being able to use it as a, as a rich pool of, of research information, as I, as I mentioned earlier on. But ultimately, you've still got to have a good product. You've got to have the right leadership strategy, the core of your business. You've got to have the right ethical framework and got to be doing things that that people want to consume. So I think all of that remains true today as it was before. But nowadays, of course, there are just more places that your brand could be put at risk. But clearly, one outcome of the digital revolution has been to give the public at large greater opportunity to hold organizations and institutions to account. So bad actors are now far more likely to have their transgressions published and openly debated. Of course, a story doesn't necessarily need to be true to gain traction. To paraphrase a famous adage, fake news gets halfway around the world before the truth has got its boots on. So these dynamics present clear challenges for managing corporate reputation. But of course, you know, the online world comes with huge opportunities as well.
2: Yes, indeed, it does. And of course, while augmenting technology and the use of technology in public relations and media intelligence, PR professionals also have to look into augmenting their own skills when it comes to analysis, interpretation, and judgment at the end of the day. Thank you very much, Andrew. Andrew Nichols, Managing Director and co-founder of Karma Asia, a global media intelligence organization that helps clients monitor and analyze communications, understand Reputation and the media landscape. Thanks for joining us on Money FM 89.3.
1: To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app.
0: That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.